Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippi and welcome back to That Trippy Show. We've had a lot of great guests over the past few weeks and I hope you'll give uh, a lot of those shows a listen because I, I think uh, they really make the case that we've been making about autocracy versus democracy. And I wanna thank you all for listening and helping us grow and spread the word. I hope you'll keep doing that. There's a ton happening this week, so let's get right into it, Alex. What do you have for us now? Joe, I think we really got to start with Joe Biden. Uh, he gave that great speech a couple days ago in Philly, focusing really on it was supposed to be on voting rights. But I think he's been listening to our podcast because that was a lot of democracy versus autocracy in that speech. What what stood out to you? Well, it, first of all, it sure was. But it's not just us. It's it, it is our friends, uh, you know, on the Leakin Project uh, podcast. Uh, you've seen. I think a lot of people are starting to get it, that it is autocracy versus democracy, that it's not right versus left, Democrats versus Republicans. And, and, you know, uh, first of all, this has been a discussion that's been going on in a lot of corners. Uh, But, uh, you know, and I started having it with Stuart Stevens and Stephen Schmidt. and, Way back at this point. Yeah, yeah. But it's why I decided to join the Lincoln Project in the first place is because we got to all come together and recognize it's not any of that stuff. It really is all of us versus this autocratic movement uh, that's just taken the Republican Party, uh, taking it over. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I'm seeing more of that in the way that, the press is starting to cover this, which is really important. Uh, and I think, you know, we saw it in the president's speech. You're absolutely right. I mean, uh, it wasn't just about voting rights. He clearly laid out the stakes for why we need legislation, why we need to fight on voting rights, why uh, uh, that we need to call out. And he did call out the big lie. Um, and, you know, he had a different tone, I think, Uh than Democrats have been using up till now, finally. I mean, finally, we needed somebody, it's the president of the United States is starting to articulate it. And he did go straight after the authoritarian movement and called it out. And we need more of that, more of that uh, from corporate America, from the press corps, from, and, and it's it, it's the people who listen to us and are listening, I mean, to these other podcasts and are spreading the word. I mean, the biggest problem we have is this delusion that we still are in this two-party world, when in reality, it's not two parties anymore. It's an autocratic movement. Um, and I think the more we people, you know, tell more one more friend, send this podcast onto a coworker or a uh or a family member, uh, or if not this one, someone else, but to, it's to spread this message to make sure the ground that we're fighting on is clear to everyone, democracy versus autocracy. And the president did that, I think. Well, he really, if you listen to the speech live, he kind of got, it took him a little bit to get going on that because he started with kind of the same old, same old. And I don't know about you, but he made it, it uh, liberals made a big deal about this speech. And he kind of started off just talking about voting rights and some of the same language you've been hearing. And then all of a sudden, I think he threw down a line that was like, this is the most significant threat to our democracy since the Civil War. And then it was it just is. like off. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And he said it. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's what I've been saying. That's what Steve Schmidt's been saying. That's what a lot of people have been saying. But it's part of this. It's what a lot of our, our listeners and our friends out there and supporters have been saying. Uh, and I think it, it's their voices that are starting to get through. It's starting to connect. Uh, and clearly the president's heard it and is starting to talk about it as well. So that's all good, or at least the speechwriters have. We'll see. But, but I mean, uh, no, it, it's really Im important. And I think the thing, the line that stuck out to me was, have you no shame, which goes straight to the McCarthy era. Uh, and and I don't I don't think that was an accident. I mean, I think that's and it's one of the, the lines in the president's speech that is getting covered, I think, a lot in the press. Uh, and it's true. Have you no shame? Greg Abbott, have you no shame? Uh, down in Texas. I mean, it, it is really important that we drive that message through and to hear it coming from the president of the United States to say the mo this is the most significant threat to our democracy since the Civil War. That's really important to happen. And my fear, one of the reasons I joined the Lincoln Project, one of the reasons I wrote that op-ed in USA Today um, was because my my fear was people would get to this and, and and the Biden administration would sort of seek out this sense of normalcy uh, and not recognize or not give voice to what the threat really is. Uh, and so for them to do it, for the president to do that, uh, to make it so clearly uh, what this really is, democracy versus autocracy, uh, I, I think was a, a a very big step in moving forward and calling these people out. Well, and it's not like it, to me he he almost kind of it sounded more real coming from him because he's been so I don't want to say hesitant but so measured with everything well, else he's put out. Well, you know that's true, but that's where I came from. I mean, come on, Alex, how many of these damn shows did I do? Yeah. Talking about, you know, with Doug Jones and the need to find common ground and come together and reach across the aisle. And I, and I, I gosh, do I fervently believe that and wish it were true. Um, but I finally, uh, you know, came to the conclusion it's not true. It's just not. Um, and, and that was so, what was so reassuring about the words that the president spoke because, it, you know, yeah, it, it, it takes a while to realize that we're this delusion that these two parties need to work together. That's all true. But when one party is an authoritarian movement, you can't negotiate with that. Right. You know, so I, I think that's really sinking in at the very top. Uh, and, and that's that's really positive to us having a shot at waking up people and everybody who's listening that that's one thing all of us can do is to make sure one friend, one coworker, uh, one family member, one more uh, gets the message that that's what this is really about. And whether that's encouraging to listen to this podcast or the Lincoln Project podcast or or articles that you send to them, but but continue to move this message. And that's what I think has been effective. It's obviously moved beyond this and other podcasts and. Um, and, and op-eds that we've written and others have written to actually start finding some 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 turf out there, some leverage that's starting to get uh, 
uh, a bigger response and the president of the United States talking about it, which I think is great. Right. And, and you should go listen to that speech if you haven't. And I don't want to read you too much of it, but he, he literally said, are you on the side of do- democracy or autocracy? But what he kind of got a little bit towards Joe, what you've been talking about, which I think a lot of people are still missing, which is the how he thinks we have to solve it. And he said, we have to forge a coalition of Americans of every background and political party, advocates, students, faith leaders, labor leaders. And this is what I think he hit that no one else other than you and Lincoln and a few others have hit so far and business executives to raise the urgency of this movement. Absolutely. That's the whole thing. Everybody has to understand you're either on the side of the authoritarian movement or you're part of the pro-democracy coalition to stop it and preserve government of, for, and by the people. And so it survives for another generation. It's a great experiment that we're, we've been conducting this country for a long time. And, and corporate America needs to understand that it's not, that this one, this normalized, hey, I'm corporate. We straddle both parties. We give to both sides. We cover our butts. Well, that's how corporate America, I think, is thinking wrongly. Uh, and if corporate America was thinking, no, what this really is, is an autocratic movement that's trying to, to, to take down the democracy. Uh, and we, as a company, need to be take sides here. We either need to be for the uh, authoritarian movement and fund it, which several of them unwittingly, I hope, are doing, but will change as Toyota did uh, this week after the Lincoln Project uh, took them on. Uh, or we're going to be on the side with the, the people of the country who, who are part of a growing pro-democracy coalition. That's what I'm about. That's why I joined the Lincoln Project. And that's why all of you spreading the message Getting it to your friends, neighbors, family members is so important. We've got to make people aware that's the fight. Joe, obviously, we saw what the president's been doing. Uh, where do other Democrats at this point go from here, especially given the news about they're moving forward with the January 6th investigation? Look, I think at every level, we need to fight. Uh, we need to fight uh, with everything we have against the uh, voter suppression laws that are being passed by Republicans uh, in the state legislatures. Uh, We have to push for corporate America and understand the stakes and that this isn't uh, straddling two parties. It's uh, a fight for the, the future of our democracy and whose side are they on. I think we have to get our friends and neighbors and family members to see the 2022 election in that frame, not uh, a a fight over uh, which smear on critical race theory uh, the Republicans are pushing and getting into that. You know, that's something we can have a fight about that, about building a wall, about all the things that they're going to do to sort of hype up people's fear and loathing and spite and division. Or we can we can force the ter- the ground that we're fighting on to be the real ground, autocratic movement versus democracy. 
I think there are a lot of Americans. Uh, we can disagree on Matt Lewis and I were on a pod, his podcast uh, recently. We had a whole lot of policy differences, but we both are part of this pro-democracy coalition uh, because in the end, if we lose that, if we lose our uh, to the autocratic uh, uh, movement that Trump's leading, uh, we lose everything. Freedom of the press, uh, uh, the right to vote. All these things are under attack right now. Uh, and that's more important than any of our policy differences. What do you think about the decision by the Democrats to to get some Capitol Police testifying in this 1-6 commission? Does that seem like a smart play? Hell yeah. I mean, one of the things I think, you know, we've talked about it, uh, it you know, it is I, I think every one of the 147 should have an add up, uh, you know, as, as soon as everybody we put, as somebody puts the money together, maybe the Lincoln Project can and I'll, I'll help. Uh, obviously, that's why I joined. But to put an officer on the air in their district saying they say they're for uh, they're pro pro police pro cop but i had their back they didn't have mine they voted against the commission to find out what really happened to me and everybody else on january 6th and to our democracy uh you know and, and run that with the members picture with their vote uh, and condemn them for it and, uh, and call out their hypocrisy. Uh, I think, uh, yeah. So one, yeah. And the commission, I think that's a, a really smart move, but I also think politically it'd be very, uh, important as we get closer, uh, to the election to make sure that there are ads in these traders districts where there's an officer, uh, saying I had their back. I did everything I could to defend them. And and they claim they have my back. It's bullshit. They don't have democracy's back. They don't have your back. Make sure you take you you, you remove them from office. Joe, you bring up that kind of law enforcement message, and I think that will resonate in a lot of these districts, especially these Republican districts. And one place right now that obviously is fairly leading Republican still is, is Texas. And if you've been following, it is just a mess right now. Um, a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks ago, we thought we had a, a big win when Senate Democrats managed to kill that really awful voter suppression bill they were trying to, to pass. But obviously, since then, the, the GOP has rebounded with quite a vengeance. Well, yeah, well, Abbott responded, you know, and uh, called the special session. But but the Democrats, one more time, staged a pretty amazing a flyout. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's a protest. That's what I'm saying. The press covers this as they're fleeing Texas. No. They're protesting a attempt to suppress the most sacred right we all have as Americans and as and, and Texans, the right to vote. And they're protesting that being taken away. Um, so it, it's a protest. And I think it's a pretty amazing one. It calls a, a, a lot of attention um, to what this authoritarian movement is doing and how Greg Abbott, governor of, Al of uh, Texas, excuse me, is uh, uh, how far they'll go. And, and, you know, Stuart Stevens continues to remind me that we all lack enough imagination exactly how far this movement is willing to take it. 
uh, like we shouldn't have learned that lesson on January 6th. But now they're doing it, uh, in, you know, by literally trying to take the votes of millions of Americans away. It seems to be, uh, coincidentally, people of color who are most under uh, attack by these by these new new rules. So the the these uh, Texas Democrats uh, who left the state uh, to go to Washington, uh, coincidentally, by the way, uh, did so uh, days before the president's speech on on voting rights. I just I I I see a little coincidental thing going on there, but they did. And they they brought exactly at the right moment with their protests the focus of the country to what's wrong with all this on an issue, by the way, that most most Americans overwhelmingly they agree with, agree yeah. with, and, and 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 sort of laid it out right before the president, a day or two before the president could, then goes to the uh, to give this incredible speech calling out. Uh, autocracy versus democracy, lies versus truth. Uh, I mean, there are so many good things about his speech, but my point is, I think um, that the protests uh, that that these Democrats did, look, they know what the risk is. It's not a risk. They're going to be arrested eventually, sooner or later. Right. Abbott is going to arrest them. And he said so much. So, you know, uh, John Lewis talked about, you know, always getting into good trouble. Uh, this is good trouble that these uh, Democratic legislators have gotten themselves into, but in a very important, sending a very important message to the country that the, that the country, by and large, overwhelmingly supports the rights of people to vote. They don't want these suppression laws. The president is now speaking to it. They've called out, it, it helped him call out the authoritarian movement that is creating these laws and, and, and this push uh, that's very anti-American, not democratic at all. Uh, and I think we're coming to a place here soon where I don't know if it'll be, you know, whether it's the filibuster uh, being... Uh, you know, having a special exemption for voting rights or whether uh, we can get the votes uh, to do something here. But something's going to fall, I think. Something is clearly going to fall. The pressure's there. And by the way, everybody here who's been working this, who's been, you know, uh, taking action, uh, whether it was calling Toyota and saying stop giving to the, the insurrection caucus or some of the other things that happened in the last week, is the more we grow this pro-democracy movement, the more you encourage others to join us, the bigger and more powerful that movement is in in taking on this authoritarian movement that threatens our democracy. Well, it, it, Texas is a really interesting case, Joe, especially because it's been kind of ground zero for all the corporate stuff 
lately too. Obviously, Toyota's headquarters, North American headquarters, is in Plano, Texas. But I, I think this broke as we'd been recording this. But Accountable broke that even though they said they'd stop, AT and T just wrote I think a hundred thousand yeah. dollar check to Greg Greg Abbott's pack, and I think the it was on day. the same day. The same day he called a special session to pass the voter suppression law bill. I mean, this is incredible. And, and AT and T, there are. Thousands and thousands of employees of AT&T in the state of, of Texas, uh, where their, their headquarters is, uh, uh, who's, who, by the way, those voter suppression laws will I- inhibit their, those AT&T employees' ability to vote. Uh, not to mention the thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands more in Texas uh, who are customers of AT&T whose sacred right to vote, I might add, is being suppressed. And so, which not to mention all of us, uh, many of us around the world, around the country here who who have DirecTV or uh, have AT&T as our, our cellular uh, company, lots and lots of people are customers of a company that just gave $100,000 to Greg Abbott, who is threatening to arrest. Yeah, members of this, yeah, members pro- of the House. Pro, no, threatening to arrest protesters in support of voting rights. By the way, this, this did happen before. Pro- John Lewis, a whole lot of people protested, got their heads bashed in, right? To, because they were protesting in support of the right of all of us Americans to vote. These 50 or so Democrats are risking arrest. Uh, That's probably the worst that will happen to them, hopefully. But for the same reason. And why? So the Greg Abbott is is going to arrest. I mean, think about this for a second, America. This is insanity. This isn't the 1960s. This is 2021. But he's a hostage. Greg Abbott is a freaking hostage. Donald Trump and his authoritarian movement has taken over what used to be the Republican Party. So Greg Abbott, to show fealty, to make sure that the other crazy nut Trumpies that might be running against him in his reelection for Texas governor, he's got to show them, he's got to show us all, no, he's the real thing. He's nuttier than all of them. This is the whole problem in Washington right now. This is the whole reason I joined the, the Lincoln Project. Why? Because Joe Man, I, I was one of them. Hey, let's work across party lines. Let's try to talk to these people. Let's try to get things done. Let's let's find some common ground. You can't find common ground with people with a gun to their head. They're hostages. Or, or worse, you're either dealing with people who are leading the authoritarian movement in the in the House and the Senate, and there's 147 of them and it's growing, or you're talking to a hostage. One of the two. And neither way you can do that and keep trying to get things done. So now Joe Biden 
Joe Manchin, a whole lot of Democrats in the Senate. They look, we got to give those people room to try to find the 50 votes here or the enough votes there to get something done and hopefully pick off. You know, there's down to we're down to two two count them, Adam Kinsinger and and Cheney in the House. We're down to two, but but reach out and, and get as much of that as you can on the common ground front. They got to because they're governing. They're trying to get things done for all of us. But all of us to stop this garbage have to form that pro-democracy coalition. If it's not with me and others, uh, Democrats and Republicans joining with the Lincoln Project, there's other great groups out there, but we got to get active now. We cannot let up, get another friend, send this the link to this podcast on to a, 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 a neighbor, a family member, but we have to make people understand what the true threat is. Staying on the Texas subject for a second, I I, I did want to just touch on a, a point that you and I had been talking about right before the show about why these types of campaigns and why everyone's spreading the word and generating the pressure is so important. Well, th- look, the movement, the authoritarian movement wants to keep us divided, all of us, Uh, whether that's a division within the Democratic Party, whether it's a division between on race, everything is to divide, divide, divide. There are outside forces uh, that mitigate against that division. Uh, Anything that breaks down this left-right Democrat versus Republican. So sports teams obviously do that, right? Companies uh, are are seen are not seen, uh, you know, as sort of uh, partisan. Anything they're sort of seen as more uh, aligned with Republicans, um, you know, for pro business tax cuts, those kinds of things. For them to understand, and look, we all understand that, but that's in a world where there's two functional Republicans too functional, a Republican Party and a Democratic Party. Um, it's not one that you, a position you can take uh, to straddle those when one has been taken over by an authoritarian movement uh, and all of us need to join together uh, in a pro-democracy coalition to take it on. So when a company, uh, I think a lot of corporations out there right now still see this as a period of, hey, normal operation, we give to some on this side, we give to some on the other side. I think if every company in this country perceived the threat for what it really is, that it's autocracy versus democracy, there's not one of them that would be giving to the insurrectionist 147, any of them. Why? Because, hey, as I think Stuart Stevens said to, uh, to me today, um, would you rather be a CEO of a company in the United States or a CEO of a company in Russia? Uh, yeah, same in China. Uh, you don't want to be, uh, you know, corporate America knows exactly what would happen under an autocracy. They, like a lot of Americans, can't, can't perceive of that happening in America. The problem with that is, yeah, well, a whole lot of people said that Donald Trump can't get elected in America. He did. A whole lot of people said January 6th can't happen in America. It did. Uh, a whole lot of people are now saying, oh, yeah, trippy, autocratic movement. Yeah, right. That'll never happen in America. Wrong, friends. Wrong. 
we all know that's exactly how democracy dies. And so um, I think that we all, again, vigilance, sound the alarm, gets friends, neighbors, family members uh, to join this movement uh, and to, to, to basically uh, spread the word. You know, I was on Don Lemon uh, on CNN uh, three or four nights ago. Uh, we had a first real good exchange about the autocratic movie. You saw the, the president of the United States talking about it. Uh, we need, that's the ground we need to fight on. And we need to make sure that corporate America, that AT&T down in Dallas, Texas knows that's what this fight is about. I think I'm positive that if AT&T understood, if the C-suites uh, across corporate America understood what the stakes really are and not just whether we're going to get tax cuts or not, or whether we're, you know, all that stuff we can fight about later on. And God knows I've had those fights uh, with Stuart Stevens and the guys on the other side of the Lincoln Project. Uh, but we all, what other reasons I agree, uh, wanted to join was because those fights, hopefully we can have, I don't know, four or five, six years down the line, but there's only one fight worth having right now. And that's the fight to stop this autocratic movement and Donald Trump and those and the liars and cowards who enable it uh, and who keep doing that because, you know, they want power and they'll do it for whatever means they can. We have to stop that. And it's only you. It's only each and every one of us joining the pro-democracy pro coalition in our own way. I've done what I've you know, what I decided to do uh, and, and, and somehow drag Alex along with me. <laughs> but uh, each of you, uh, I hope, will uh, will do what you can uh, to stop well, this. We really all have to do what we can. And we'll get into that in a future yeah. episode. We've gotten a lot of great reader questions the last couple of weeks, especially in kind of feedback to all the recent episodes that, that we've done. We'll get to those. We promise um, we're keeping track. Uh, we've got a couple of good ones lined up, hopefully for next week. But Joe, that's basically all the time we've got tonight. Thank you uh, for listening. Um, we'll be back next Friday at the usual time. As always, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. Again, I can't tell you how important it is uh, to keep spreading this message. We need to get people to understand what the stakes are. It's not left, right. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's autocracy versus democracy. The more we get this conversation going and get others to, to, to not just listen, but to pay attention and to become active, the better chance we have in November of 2022 and the better chance we have of saving our democracy. Look, we want your questions. We will get to them. Uh, you can send them to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question and reviews on iTunes. Um, and we'll see you next Friday. Thanks so much for listening.
I am Anthony Scaramucci, and you may know me from my career on Wall Street or my 11 days in the White House. They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but I'll tell you, if you read books, you can. I love to read, and my new podcast, Open Book, is about just that. Each book is this curated source of knowledge, which we can buy for $10 and digest in 10 hours. Together with some of the brightest minds and authors out there, I'll turn the pages on everything from history and psychology to finance and tech. You can find Open Book with Anthony Scaramucci on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.